The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the voice. Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss the science behind effective content creation. Joining us is Anastasia Lang, who is the CEO of CreativeX, which is an automated creative intelligence platform that aims to advance creative expression through the clarity of data. CreativeX's technology is used globally by Fortune 500 brands like Unilever, Nestle, Heineken, and even Facebook to measure creative efficiency, consistency, and the impact across all their image and video content worldwide. And today, Anastasia and I are going to discuss data-backed creative content. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Anastasia Lang, CEO of CreativeX. Anastasia, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Excited to have you as our guest on the show. Excited to talk a little bit about some of the number crunching and data that goes behind what seemingly is an art in creative production. First off, tell us a little bit about what CreativeX is and does. So fundamentally, what CreativeX is trying to do is to bring a little bit of science and a little bit of objectivity to the magic of creative expression. And basically what we've seen is in the last couple of years, the way that brands communicate has shifted to be predominantly visual. And all the data that we've gotten so used to on search on SEM simply didn't exist when it came to the visual landscape. And so we thought about how do we bring a little bit of that data back? And the point of CreativeX technology is to help brands increase the quality of their content, help them be more consistent, help them comply with any regulation, and also help them think about talent representation, how to be unstereotypical in their advertising. Now, of course, all of that sounds like, hey, why don't I just do this with people? And in the past you did, 
But now when most brands are producing hundreds of thousands of pieces of content a year, they have to do it very quickly. They have to customize it for dozens of platforms, millions of users. It becomes impossible to do without technology. So that's where we come in. Excuse my language, but in layman's term, what I'm hearing is that you're sciencing the shit out of the arts. <laughs> you're using data to evaluate the impact that something that is subjective has on a business. And the reason why I wanted to bring you on the show is it's very comparable to what SEOs do. And I don't think that often the SEO crowd thinks of there being such an overlap between creative optimization in terms of ads and video and what they're doing. So talk to me a little bit more about how you think about being data backed when you're evaluating content. So first of all, I want to say it's a really good parallel that I hadn't actually considered because my background is I spent five, six years at Google. So should know a lot more about SEO than I actually do. I think the misconception you have is if you work to Google, you're an SEO expert, but that's clearly not the case. But you're right. I think in the early days of search advertising, anyone who proclaimed to be an SEO expert was seen to be a little bit of a voodoo scientist until that industry had to prove essentially that you know, there was science behind all of the analysis and all of the insights they were providing. And I think we're sort of in a similar place with creative now, where for ages, we relied on sort of the experts, right? And we relied on what we liked about content. But now, as again, the volume of content has really increased, a couple of things have happened. It's become impossible to do this stuff manually. And so what we've tried to do is think about how do we get an objective set of data from every single image and video that a brand produces, right? First of all, let's try and understand imagery and video in a much more granular way. Let's break it down to tens, hundreds, thousands of data points so we know every objective thing we can about a piece of creative. And then let's use that data to try and figure out and map to everything from is this consistent with your brand voice? Does this meet your best practices? Is this leveraging your latest learning? And then take that higher level creative data and combine it with marketing performance data, right? Whether that be views, clicks, conversions, even sales lift or brand lift and figure out, is there a relationship between some of the creative decisions that you're making and some of the marketing performance that you're seeing? So talk to me about how you take these sort of seemingly endless number of variables when you're looking at marketing creative, you know, background color, content size, you know, skin type of the speaker on the, you know, there's a million different things that you can pull out of a piece of, you know, video creative specifically in the same way that when you're writing, you can look at content length, you can look at sentence structure, you can look at keyword density, there's all these disparate variables that we're looking at, and you can kind of slice them any way you possibly want. How do you think about taking sort of what seemingly could be an endless number of variables and, and making some sense out of that data, similar to what the SEO community is challenged with? No, it's a really good question, because it's actually the answer to that question is something we got wrong a number of times, right? So when we started, we thought it was all about more data is better, right? And so what we did is the equivalent of sort of saying, we're going to analyze every single word you have on this page and figure out if it's good or bad. And then it, it took us some time to figure out, A, it doesn't work that way, right? You get a lot more noise than signal. But B, that's not how, you know, again, I'm sort of reducing SEO to good writing. And I know it's a lot more sophisticated than that. Again, I'm, I'm not an SEO expert. But in the same way that it's not about just keyword stuffing, you think about larger themes like content length and keyword density and all these other things. 
And it took us some time to figure out what is our version of content length and keyword density when it comes to creative. It's not just about picking up. It's for example, if someone took a photo of us right now and analyzed that photo, there'd be a plant, there'd be a microphone, there'd be a lamp and a picture frame. But how relevant are all those objects versus the broader concept of this image, which is you and I talking over a computer? Well, it's a business meeting or it's two friends chatting. Are you, do you look happy, right? So for us, it's really been about how do you take that underlying object metadata and structure it into richer concepts, which give you a lot more signal power to figure out greater creative truth. Yeah, and I, you know, I liken this to how the SEO community thinks about ranking factors, which is sort of a not a term that Google has accepted in the creative space. They've started to adopt it a little bit on the technical space, thinking about core web vitals being a ranking factor to evaluate your site speed and, and website performance, right? But they've never said, okay, well, you need to think about links and site structure and copy length and keyword density as ranking factors. But the SEO community has kind of figured that out. And mostly, you know, we all have our different views of what the ranking factors are. When you are looking at something as subjective as creative, how did you figure out what are the primary ranking factors and how did you go about figuring that out? So the process of figuring it out was, was really tough. It was basically about looking at a lot of this data, reporting back on it. You know, our first, the first iteration of our product, we ran every ad we had through literally every kind of element of visual detection that we had. So we were returning sometimes hundreds, if not two, 300 kind of data points per creative. And what we saw from the marketing community was they literally didn't know what to do with that, right? Because for example, if I tell an automotive brand that they have a dress in their ad, fundamentally, they don't care because they're an automotive company, not a retailer. And so the way that we then thought about it is what are these kind of larger themes? And the way we got there was honestly through just a lot of conversation and asking marketers, what do you care about, right? We have all this data. What are the things that you care about? And what, what that journey took us to is thinking about um, in the same way that Google has a quality score for their ad, we thought about what is the creative quality score of the image and video content that you're putting together? And what are the factors that go into that creative quality score? Well, is it branded, right? Is your brand seen and heard in the optimal time that you have to engage with the user? Is your product present? Is it visible? Is there a call to action, especially if you're a direct response advertiser? Is it optimized for platform? You have a lot of folks recycling Instagram stories on YouTube and the format is completely different. I wish there was some magic button that went off, but it was really a process of trial and error of figuring out what are these elements that bubble up to this concept of a quality score, but that work is always ongoing, right? Because you know we have our own auction for visual content the same way that search has an auction. And we're constantly trying to think about what are the elements that get the ad to kind of be prioritized from an auction dynamic point of view. So there's this notion of, for you, it's the quality score of an ad for the SEO community. It is page rank. And so, you know, I see that there is parallel trying to optimize for page rank, but then you also have to figure out what the algorithm is doing with that content. And it doesn't always match up for the SEO community. My page rank might be raising, but my traffic isn't, right? My, whatever the actual business impact, how Google is, I guess, rankings is probably the most important variable to look at. My domain rank went up, but my rankings are the same. 
And so you need to look on a granular level to understand how the algorithm is interpreting what you're giving to it. I'm assuming that you have to do the same thing where you get an ad quality score, but really where the rubber meets the road is when you publish that ad with the highest possible quality score, is it performing the best? Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Are you always seeing sort of a one-to-one, like when we have a higher quality score, we end up getting better traction, better business performances out of the ad? We have, we're actually just about to publish and my research team would kill me if they knew I was talking about this before it went live, but... It's just between you and me and everybody that's listening. Just, just between us, no one else is listening, of course. We have for a long time unearthed data about what is the impact and the correlation between all the different kind of conceptual things that you're tracking, get brand optimized for platform, product placement, et cetera, and some of the digital performance metrics and saw a bunch of success there. But the work we've been doing over the last couple of months is actually we looked at 800,000 ads and we mapped them based on their creative quality score and then looked at a number of factors that we believe are more representative of how those ads ultimately perform in the auction. And for us, the key metric we looked at is impressions per dollar. Essentially, all things being equal, are ads that have a higher creative quality score getting more impressions per dollar? And what we found was that even when you control for things like geography and brand and all this other stuff, ads that as creative quality score goes up and ads that have what we call a perfect creative quality score tend to get 40% more impressions per dollar than ads that are on the lower side of the spectrum. And, you know, we can't make any claims, obviously, about how everyone assumes that, again, if if you work at Google, you know how the search algorithm works. And, And of course, I do not. But for us, it was very powerful data to show that somehow creative quality does seem to be taken into consideration when you think about ad serving. You know, it's interesting, A, that when you go to Google, they just don't hand you the manual that is the algorithm so you can tell everybody on the Voices of Search podcast. <laughs> yeah. Quite unfortunate that's not the policy. Second is that you optimize your creative for impressions per dollar. And the thought that comes to mind is, all right, if I have more impressions, I you know, I get more swings at the plate. 
your ad's going to be more visible. You'll have better recall. Hopefully that means better conversions. But to me, higher volume of impressions doesn't necessarily mean higher conversion rate. So how do you think about not only just getting you know more visibility per dollar, similar to the SEO community, hey, I'm getting more visibility in my search rankings. My visibility score has gone up. Even my rankings went up. But then also making sure that that ad or that piece of creative is converting. Of course. And, you know, I think this is where you have to look at it through the lens of the customers that we work with. So a lot of our partners tend to be big Fortune 500 brands for whom the main macro indicators of success are lifts in brand and then lifts in sales. The problem with their lifts and sales metrics is that they're not easily measurable online, right? And so you're right. We can and do look at things like click-through rate. If you're tracking digital conversions, we can look at digital conversion rate. But because of sort of where our product has found its initial adoption, a lot of the brands that we work with have to use digital signals to map to other signals that are more difficult to track online. And some of the signals they're using are things like view-through rate, right? And essentially level of engagement you have with the ad, but also how far a dollar will go into getting them impressions because they found that to be a good proxy for brand. You know, I think at the end of the day, and maybe I buried the lead here, SEOs think of themselves being very siloed. You know, the dark art of SEO, the geeks in the corner who are, you know, doing whatever voodoo they're doing to just make Google like them. And they sort of tend to stay by themselves. And the reason why I wanted to have you come here because of your approach, talking about sort of the data behind more performance marketing and creative optimization, is there's a lot of parallels behind the mindset of optimization in marketing beyond just being an SEO, figuring what the ranking factors are for the Google algorithm, producing creative in text or in web pages that start to resonate. You're doing a very similar thing with something as subjective as advertising creative and marketing videos. So I think it's useful for the SEO communities to hear that their skills are applicable beyond just, hey, being the geek in the corner. As you start to think beyond just producing creative and video optimization and and even into organic growth and content, how do you think about the overlap between some of the skills SEOs have and the value of them in other mediums? Well, to be perfectly honest, I didn't think much about it before this conversation, because as I said, I've not been very familiar with the world of SEO. But what's been interesting here is it seems like a lot of what the SEO world has done over the last, what, probably 10 years are things that we in the sort of visual world are just going through now. And this idea of figuring out what are these ways of taking a tremendous amount of seemingly disparate and unrelated information tons of keywords on a page, page ranks, all these different things, and making sense of it such that you can consistently optimize and get kind of predictable results. I don't think we sort of an industry, if I bucket visual analysis in one place, has figured that out. I think someone from the SEO world could actually come in and through helping us understand how SEO went from being dark arts to being a bit more science, what are some of those learnings that we can apply here? So I think there are a lot of similarities from a process point of view that could be leveraged here. My takeaway from this conversation is, Anastasia, you need more SEOs on your team. I think I do. We finally come full circle. And that wraps up this episode (laughs) of the Voices of Search podcast. 
Thanks for listening to my conversation with Anastasia Lang, CEO of CreativeX. Join us again tomorrow when Anastasia and I discuss measuring brand efficiency in real time. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to contact Anastasia, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Ponystasia, P-O-N-Y-S-T-A-S-I-A. Or you could visit her company's website, which is creativex.com, C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E, the letter X.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll see you back here in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.